0: Everyone, happy fourth. Today, I'm reading an excerpt, a part of the book Prison to Praise, starting at page 91. This is one of my favorite passages in this book, one of my favorite books. I buy them by the thousands and give them away. To this date, I have bought over 6,000 uh, pieces of this type of literature books, pamphlets, mostly books. And I'm by about 1,100 at a time. And give them away. So you can see this movie free in Prison to Praise on YouTube. I'm reading you from page 91, what it says here. It says, Jesus didn't promise to change the circumstance around us, but he did promise great peace and pure joy to those who will learn to believe that God actually controls all things. The very act of praise releases the power of God into a set of circumstances and enables God to change them if this is His design. Very often it's our attitudes that hinder the solution of a problem. God is sovereign and could certainly cut across our wrong thought patterns and attitudes. But His his perfect plan is to bring each of us into fellowship and communion with Him And so, He allows circumstances and incidents which will bring our wrong attitudes to our attention. I have come to believe that the prayer of praise is the highest form of communion with God and one that always releases a great deal of power into our lives. Praising Him is not something we do because we feel good. Rather, it is an act of obedience often the prayer of praise is done in sheer teeth written power willpower yet when we persist in it somehow the power of god is released into us and into the situation at first in a little trickle, perhaps but later in a growing stream that finally floods us and washes away the old hurts and scars an army wife once came to me convinced that her problem had but one solution. You see, her husband had developed an excessive drinking problem and for the past several years had been an alcoholic. Often he would pass out drunk on the living room floor where the wife and his teenage children would find him, stark naked. In this condition, he also been found in the hallway of the apartment house where several other families lived. In final desperation, the wife decided to take the children and leave. Friends persuaded her to at least come and talk to me first. She came in and said, whatever you do chaplain, don't tell me to stay with him. She said, I just can't do it. I replied, I don't really care whether you stay with him or not. I said, I just want you to thank God that your husband is like he is. Carefully, I explained that the, what the Bible had to say about thanking God for all things, and that if she tried it, God would be able to solve her problems in the best way. She thought it sounded ridiculous, but finally agreed to kneel while I prayed that God would release in her enough faith to believe that he is a God of love and power who holds the universe in his hands at last she said i do believe two weeks later i called her she said i feel absolutely marvelous she said my husband is a different man he hasn't had a drink in two weeks that's wonderful i said i'd like to talk to him what do you mean she sounded surprised I just think it would be good if I talked to your husband about the power that is working in in your lives. Didn't you talk to him already? She sounded perplexed. No, I haven't met him yet. Chaplain, this is a miracle, she cried out. The day I was in your office, he came home from work and for the first time in seven years, he didn't go to the refrigerator for a beer. Instead, he went into the living room and talked to the children. I was sure you had talked to him. Our prayer of praise had released God's power to work in another person's life. The wife was openly crying over the phone. Praise God, chaplain, she sobbed. Now I know that God works out every detail of our lives. In another story, a young soldier collapsed with a serious heart problem and was taken to the Fort Benin Hospital. He was released but had to come back for frequent checkups and eventually was scheduled to go to another hospital for heart surgery. The news filled him with despair and he began drinking. His despair increased until he decided to leave the army. He stole clothes from some of the men in the barracks and took off in the first sergeant's car, which he wrecked totally. The unhappy soldier was caught and put in the stockade to wait trial. There, another soldier led him to Christ. I went to see him, and he was still feeling depressed and afraid that he had messed up his life so thoroughly that he couldn't be of any use to anyone. Your sins are forgiven and forgotten, I said. Don't think of your past as a chain around your neck. Thank God for every detail of your life and believe He has permitted all these things in order to bring you to the place where you are now. Together we search the scriptures for God's word on all things working out for those who love Him. And that doesn't just mean things that happen after you ask God to take over your life, I said. God is able even to use our past mistakes and failures when we release them to Him with thanksgiving. He understood and began to thank God earnestly for everything that had happened. At his trial near, his defense attorney told him the best he could hope for was a five year sentence and dishonorable discharge. The soldier remained undaunted and insisted that whatever happens, God had fully control of his life and would work out whatever would be for his good. The general court-martial had a surprise ending. General court martials is never held unless the military authorities believe that the crime warrants several punishments. The soldier was sentenced to six months in the local stockade and no discharge from the army. With chaplain, The chaplains went to visit him in the stockade, and we thought we were there to encourage him. Instead, he encouraged us. He was filled with joy and was catching. Soon the stockade rang with our laughter. The young soldier couldn't stand still. He laughed and ran and skipped around the visiting room. Before we got ready to leave, we asked how he was feeling. He had been scheduled for heart surgery, and medically speaking, was still in need of attention. He confessed that he felt very weak physically, and often his heart was troubling him. But he said, it's a wonderful, it is wonderful God is taking care of me. We asked if he would like prayer for healing, and he said, please do. I believe that God will heal me. We placed our hands on him and believed that God through Christ was right there healing him. The soldier smiled radiantly and said, I believe it is done. A few weeks later, I talked to the man, the the man's commander of the company. I believe it's a waste of government money to keep this man in a stockade. Why, chaplain, he said. He isn't the same man who stole the clothes and a car and wrecked it. He's completely changed. The commander agreed and had the man released. A week later, I asked him how he felt. Chaplain, I used to get tired after walking 100 yards. Now I can run and never seem to get tired. God has healed me. Wherever I went, I now share what I have discovered about the power of praise. I was beginning to learn that praise was not just a form of worship or prayer, but also a way of waging spiritual warfare. Often when someone began to praise God for the problems they faced him, he found that Satan increased his attacks and the situation appeared to become worse instead of better. Many who tried the way of praise became discouraged and were un- unable to hold on to their belief that God was in charge. Others simply didn't understand and refused to try praising God for unpleasant things. It just doesn't make sense, they say. I'm not going to praise God for something I just don't believe. He had anything to do with it. How can God have anything to do with my broken arm or my wrecked car or or a husband's horrible temper? They say, I'll be foolish to thank him for something like that. Of course, it doesn't make sense. The question is, does it work? It didn't make much sense when Jesus said, "Leap for joy when you are hungry or poor or persecuted. Yet he very definitely told us to do that. In Nehemiah 8.10, I read, the joy of the Lord is your strength. The enemy's arrows just can't penetrate the joy of someone who is praising the Lord. In Second Chronicles 20 we read a whole army was defeated when the Israelites simply praised the Lord and believed Him when He said that the battle wasn't theirs but His. The message is just as clear today. The battle isn't ours, it is God's. While we praise Him, He sends our enemies scurrying. And now was the from page 91 to 97 of the little book, Prison to Praise, you can find it on Amazon and see the movie on YouTube for free, Prison to Praise. God bless